Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Building Sustainability Podcast with me, your host, Jeffrey Hart a.k.a. Jeffrey the Natural Builder. Every fortnight, join me as I talk to designers, builders, makers, dreamers and doers, exploring the wide world of sustainability in the built environment by talking to wonderful people who are doing excellent things. Hello to you, wherever you are. Welcome to episode 89. Today, I'm in conversation with John Mullaney. This episode was recorded in September of 2022, in the stunning journeyman cabin at Brookhouse Woods. Uh, I was at Brookhouse Woods for the Bowl Gathering, which is a green woodworking festival. And then I stuck around afterwards, managing to snatch this conversation with John. Uh, But I also stuck around and made the chair that I'm actually sat on right now. I will put a link to, to all of the courses that they run at Brookhouse Woods and the cabins in the show notes. So I would say that John Mullaney is one of the cornerstones of the UK green woodworking world. Uh, He's carved himself, good pun, the niche of being uh, the shrink pot guy. But he's so, so much more than that. And uh, a quick peruse of his Instagram feed, and you'll find that he's passionate about sharing tips and inspiration for for whatever he's into, um, whether that's craft or music or a variety of other other inspirational things. So we start this conversation with a little bit of John's background. We talk through craft origins, how it's developed, shrink pots specifically, decoration and experimentation, and then heading on to John's other passions, which are music and learning theory. Personally, I found the conversation wholly inspiring, so I hope you do too. We actually talked for over an hour and a half Um, So there is a 20 minutes of bonus audio on the Patreon page. That is patreon.com forward slash building sustainability. And in that bonus audio, John talks about his future developments and aspirations. So speaking of Patreon, uh, a huge thank you goes out to Luke Kirkley, who will be listening to this from his tractor in North Carolina. Uh, Luke has supported the podcast over on the Patreon site. 
Um, and hopefully now Luke is enjoying all of the bonus audio and all of the warm, fuzzy glow from supporting future episodes of this podcast. That is it for me. I'm back at the end. Enjoy the treat that is Mr. John Mullaney. Mostly from an Irish immigrant family, so the, the, from fa- farming stock originally, uh, and so they came over to this country uh, to work down the coal mines in West Yorkshire. So I'm from Wakefield, West Yorkshire. Um, so I'm like the third third generation coal miner. They all worked at the same pit, which is Charleston. In, it's, it's a West Yorkshire coal field. Was it always assumed that that was? Uh, well, actually. When I was, I mean, I left school in 1981, uh, and I was 16. Um, it was a recession. It was, it it, it, you know, like a late 70s, early 80s recession. So there weren't much choice. And I, I went for loads of, like, uh, tests for uh, jobs, like in engineering, what have you. And there were, like, uh, 40 or 50 kids at a time doing, like, these those tests where you've got to, like, problem solve and things oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Oh, uh, like the Mensa. Mensa, men, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, those sort of tests and that, like, uh, sort of very few jobs and that. But my dad, my dad got me a job at Pitt. So, and I mean, I started at job, I started underground when I was 16. He started underground when he was 14. And my, my granddad started underground at the same bit when he was 12, you know. So wow. that's, that's how, that's how, that, you know, in just a couple of generations, that's how that progressed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but, but so yeah, I, 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 I'll, Coal miner by, by birthright, if you like. And then when the coal mine shut in mine in 1993, uh, I, I spent a brief period uh, working for British Rail on the on the, on the the tracks, on the signals and telecommunications side of it. Uh, whilst I was doing the test to get in the fire service. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I joined the fire service in 1994, January 1994. But I've always... I've always liked doing practical things and that, you know, and, and making things and being out outdoors and what have you. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> luckily, the shift systems that I worked in the uh, fire service allowed me to have plenty of spare time. And I sort of, I, when I moved house from my first house to my second house, it needed quite a lot of work doing. And, and I, I put an extension and, and I, I got into uh, doing as much of the building work that, myself that I could. Yeah. Right. So, so I learned brickwork, groundwork, drainage, roofing, joinery, and of all the disciplines that I sort of learned while doing my uh, extension, I, I, I clicked with with joinery, you know, bench joinery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I told myself up to to make anything basically. I, I've still got all the tools to be able to make anything bench and then fit it and what have you. So yeah, I really got heavily into uh, joinery. Did a little bit of site and bench joinery at night school uh, uh, on, on, on the evening uh, just to get my paper so if I got if I went on sites or anything I'd be mm-hmm. I'd be able I'd be you know pro- fully qualified and everything uh, so were you thinking of, of that being your, your career uh, as, a, as, a, as a second as a, as a secondary employment because like I say with with due to the shift systems that are working on in the fire service you effectively work two days on Two days, two nights, 
and then four days off. So right. even on even on the nights you you you're free during the daytime. So you know a lot they call it raking off a lot. A lot of farmers used to do second second secondary employment, and my, and I just like building. Uh, but but like I said, I went down the the journey route. But then I wanted to be more a little bit more creative, <laughs> so I, I sort of went moved more towards sort of cabinet making. Oh, yeah. You know more so you 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 were having like a, a creative input in towards it. Um. So and then I started looking at obviously woodworking forums, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and and interestingly, I, that, I don't know why, but I just saw this thing, and it, it somebody posted a a, a, to, a topic area on a, on a woodwork forum about using axes in joinery. Yeah, uh, and then anyway, following on the thread, it was somebody somebody then mentioned Gransford. I, I, was, I remember definitely remember hearing Gransford's Brooks spoon making a spoon with an axe. I thought, wow, that's Making a spoon with an axe. That sounds, that sounds interesting. And, you know, uh, utilitarian, uh, making a utilitarian item like that. Uh, so anyway, I had, a, I had a little look on online, see if I could find any, any, anybody that were offering, you know, any advice on how to make spoons out of, with using axes and that. And fully enough, uh, I found Robin Wood. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, who, who was offering courses, uh, making, making a spoon knife in the, Glorious uh, Peak District countryside of Edale. So I thought, well, that's, that sounds, you know, ticks a lot, quite a few boxes of what I like doing. So I turned up at Robin. It, it was actually at his house, and he'd got like a little workshop at the side of his house in Edale. Um, no idea what sort of tools, no, no idea what to expect, you know. Just, yeah. just I, I was good be making a spoon. Uh, and I was just blown away with, Actually, it turned out that I, I was on his very first course. Though, though me and two other participants in his little tiny workshop at the side of his house, um, learning to make spoons, uh, and I had no idea what tools we were going to be using or anything. Um, so, uh, uh, so when, when we, you know, I, but I was blown away by how accurate you could be with with an axe. You know, mm. to me, uh, an axe had been like a splitting kindling while you're underground, so that you, you take a bread, bread bag full of full of sticks out, so you can light your fire. You, you, you right. call fire for the next day, you know. So that, that's yeah. what everybody did out there. They, they, they come out of pit with a bread bag full of sticks. <laughs> everybody, <laughs> yeah, because it's amazing how many you can ram into a, a mother's pride bread bag. Actually, if you keep putting one in the middle, it just expands, and it's like it's like a big billet. Anyway, why, why were there sticks? Why, why were well, there? for props uh, for, oh, for, for, for the for the roof supports, yeah, right. and that's. So well, you were taking down the roofs. Yeah, no, not taking them, not taking them down. But it was all spare bits of wood about right. because you had to you had to okay. saw them to length to fit it to to, 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 to to fit it to a certain gap and what have you. Lo- there were loads of. In fact, uh, I'm, 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 I'm digressing slightly, but the, most of my wood that I use, it's it's things. It, it's like basically chubbing rights. They've given you permission to go uh, by the council to go pick anything that falls on the floor right. or anything that's on the wood pile actually because. The council clears the, you know, the the, the trees that have fallen over are the potentially dangerous at roadsides and what have you. And the, the the stack them in a certain place. And the guy that showed me around there says you take whatever you want. So you uh, learnt that that sort of foraging. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you do, don't you? I mean, with the foraging and that, you, it, it, when people know that what you do, they say, oh, is so is so and so species any good to you? It, and because it's green woodworking, and you want to you know, work with green wood, 
there's no point in having tons and tons of wood. So I, most of the time I say no, and I'm, you, the more you get into it and you realise what stuff you want, yeah. you, you get more selective, don't you? And I'm, yeah. I'm sure you're the same, mate. But getting back, yeah, getting back. To, oh, sorry, what I was going to say is that, uh, yeah, because the, quite so much wood was used underground for supporting the, the, the roof from uh, collapsing on top here, uh, there's the, the uh, mines are actually quite really self-supportive. The, the, they were planted with mostly softwood, mm. um, but yeah. So around my area, there's lots of there's lots of woodland that's now council that used that, that used to be supplying the coal mines. There's quite a lot of that actually, um, but but and they're now thinning it out and selling it as uh, as standing stuff so they can re- return it to deciduous uh, mm. broadleaf woodland. Nice. Um, so yeah, that's that is that's why there's quite you know even though I'm, it, it, we're an industrial process an industrial area there's, there's there's quite a lot of you know open spaces that i can i can explore and yeah. and, and plenty of wood to, to be able to go yeah yeah so that's that's that digression but yeah <laughs> so so, so uh, yeah back to robin wood yes, <laughs> so you were there on your your first yeah yeah first day. yeah not no idea what to expect i didn't no idea who robin wood was <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah I, I sort of just just blown away with the with, with how, how accurate you could be with an axe, and then when the spoon knife come out, I've never seen one of that. You know, I didn't, no idea. But but what you could do with just simple technology, and yeah. and the thing that really really hooked me into the green woodworking thing is the thought that you can take a little tiny little backpack, put an axe, a, a straight knife, and a curved knife into into your bag, and come out, come out with. As well as as many spoons, I think a lovely utilitarian object, you know, without with no technology whatsoever. Because, like I said, I'd come from you know building up a workshop with with yeah, I've got I've got a lathe actually, a powered lathe, uh, planar thicknesses and sand, you know, all all industrial things yeah. that are you know creating dust and noise. But just yeah, I just. And, and I'm sure you're the same, mate. Just you know, being able to just the, the lovely green wood out, how you can mm. with a nice sharp tool, you can you can you can peel it off. So 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 yeah, and and I always attribute to you know why I'm here today. We're in we're in lovely Herefordshire at a fantastic bowl gathering, aren't we? What we just had with. Um, with uh, Will St. Clair and Yoav and, and, and the rest of the crew at the the, the the ball gathering in the UK. And now to see, to see where we've got to, you know, from... Because when I did it, it was 2007 when I actually did the, that, that first course with Robin. Okay. Um, and and even, even, I mean, what, it's 15, 15, 16 years ago, <clears throat> there were very little choice in the tools that you could get. And the mm. only, the only sweet spoon knife that, that he he recommended was one from a, a, a Swedish guy called Bo Helgeson, and his, his trade name was Helgeson. So that's what's stamped on the knives. And apart from that, was only the the the, the audible frost swan that that oh, needed yeah. lots of lots of work to to get it. And I've never even owned one of them because of the horror stories that people tell me about trying to to make them work. Basically, yeah. Uh, but Ben Arford was making a few as well. Uh, but the, the main one was this this guy, this Swedish guy called Helgeson. So you know, from from then uh, to to now, when you when you come to these events and you see the standard of green woodworking, I mean, it it, it really has snowballed exponentially. Uh, yeah. And and, it, and you know, it's it's I always, I'm always blown away by uh, 
you know, seeing the the young the young guys come through and the girls coming through, making you know, pushing, pushing, and pushing, and pushing each other, and like standing on each other's shoulders, and that. Yeah. I, I, I know what you all think, mate. But oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like there's, we've just been, we've just me and you've just been here with, with guys like that. Oscar Rush, the young, the young blacksmith, nineteen yeah. years old, and turning out fantastic adzers and 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 yeah. axes. And, and then uh, Norma. Norma, yeah, the, the Israeli girl, yeah, coming over with a, you know. I think she's about the same. Detail. Yeah, yeah. You know, detail that I can't even see because yeah. of my age. I have to put like <laughs> double glasses on to be able to see them. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's, and not only that, but we, we say now are there. So you're bringing Israel into it. When, when you come to these events now, I mean, obviously, I've, I, actually, I've been to Sweden. I've, I've been to Sweden, but, uh, and, and, and one in Brittany, actually, that Jane Mickleborough runs. But, uh, but, when I go to Spoonfest and see people from Australia, New Zealand, you know, the, the Americas, all over the world, isn't it? You yeah. know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a phenomenon. You know, when, like I said, when I'm thinking back to, you know, in Robin Wood's little workshop in 2007 and you, you couldn't, you couldn't, you could name on a, on a, on a little piece of a, a five, everybody that would yeah. working in, in, certainly in the UK anyway. Yeah. Um, How, um, on that first experience, how did you feel about uh, working with Greenwood rather than the, you know, if you'd been making cabinetry? Yeah, well, yeah, cool? hook straight away, hook straight away, well, mate. Yeah, the fact that, well, the, the very first thing that I made, uh, actually made, you know, rather than just, you know, taking a billet and just practicing yeah. safe knife grips and what have you, was a, was a hook, was like a, a coat hook made with a natural crook from... From a, a branch, which we, we went outside and we we're still in Robin's garden, just cut a little bit of a shrub that were his garden, and you know, half 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 an hour later, we'd got like a, a fully finished, you know, hook yeah. uh, that we, you could hang your coat on and, and, and it was perfectly fit functioning. So, that, and and like I sort of mentioned, Jeff. Um, the fact that you there's no there's no electricity no power no noise no dust it, it, and it and, and and a sharp knife just slice it's almost therapeutic when you when oh, you slice totally into you know yeah, in yeah. fact I've seen people um, and 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 I think it used to be a thing actually and, and uh, like people like have worry beads well that's very similar to just like not making anything but just just whittling just just to just get a calming meditative process you know what i mean and i'm I'm pretty sure that is a thing you know but yeah i i've i was immediately up and like i said the fact that you could just like really low technology uh just to go out in the uh in the the woods and come back with a with a finished item or you know an item that you could use straight away i found mind-blowing but uh to, to to move on from that um, that initial experience, like I say, I, like I said, I always attribute getting started to Robin, but also apart from the fact that he showed me safe knife grips, set me on my way, it was also uh, the networks that he, he he's able to access because he is well known within within Greenwood for for basically bringing back pole lathe turning in the UK from from its its, its extinction mm-hmm. with the George Lake with passing of George Lale Marvia. So he did. He's, he's done a hell of a lot in setting up the Heritage Crafts Association. He's done a lot to to bring the green green woodworking um, uh, discipline forward. Yeah. So 
I, when I, after I'd done that first course, I, 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 I really, really enjoyed it. I might have made a few spoons and, and things like that, and, 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 and spatulas and what have you. But I, I wouldn't say I was necessarily hooked at that time. Uh, but then he, he he did a few more courses, did Robin, and but he brought over Fritjof, a guy called Fritjof Runhal, who was a Swedish... Uh, I'll call him a spoon carver, but he, he carved bowls... Uh, but everything he carved, I, I coveted. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I was absolutely when I when I actually met Fritjof, I watched his processes. But, the, but when I when I was exposed to his work, I was just absolutely blown away with. They were just like fantastic miniature sculptures, um, top grade <laughs> sculptures. That, that I, I watched him make one. Which, it, it wasn't even like let's see how quick we can be. It was like, uh, can we just film you doing a, 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 a spoon from start to finish, Fritjof? Yeah. And it, and it just so happened that it was were, it were roughly bang on 30 minutes. Right. To a lovely finish, you know, faceted finish with, with, with scallops, like scalloped uh, furrows in the, in the bowl of the spoon. And I was just, uh, uh, that, that, from that moment, from, from meeting Fritjof, that that really really energised me to really want to push myself to 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 see where it could go. Yeah, um, and 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 you know I, I've been doing. I've, I've, I'm quite humble. I, I, we were talking before this recording about. I feel like a bit of an imposter. I get a bit of an imposter syndrome. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> to me, I'm just like I'm just like a fireman who happens to do do a little bit whittling whittling in my spare time uh, and what have you. So, but then. You know, I'm still blown away that you know if I if I put a picture of something up on Instagram, there might be somebody in New Zealand saying, "Would you ship it to New Zealand?" Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> you know, which which is partly the power of the the internet, but also it's like, oh, thank you, you know. But um, if any if anybody was in, you know think looking at craft, you know, if they start looking at pages of the uh, people that makes things similar to myself if they were really interested in getting uh started within the craft mm. I, i've the only the only instruction that i've ever had uh that i sort of would say i've needed is having that initial little course with robin just getting a few safe knife grips you know pushing and pulling uh and and, and how to use an axe safely etiquette you know i've been where his surroundings and everything like that. That's the only course that I've ever been on that I've thought, and if I hadn't had that, it, things would have been dangerous. Right. Uh, and, and and basically, I, I, I learned how to handle tools safely. And, and all I've done after that is, is, is sort of upscaled and diversified the things I make, mm. re-employing the same sort of skills that I initially learned then. So I would strongly advise people... Just it needs to be a day or, or a couple of days with an experienced tutor, just to you know get make yourself safe, basically. Because yeah. you know uh, I've been at these sort of events and we've seen little axe, axe. Well, I said little axe cuts. We've seen axe cuts and little knife cuts and whatever. Yeah. Uh, and they can be avoided just by you know having a good set of guiding principles that you that that become subconscious, you know. Uh, yeah, that, you, that sort of thinking, like, if it's going to go wrong, yes, where, where, yes. What's, what's in the way? Yeah, like it, if, after you, 
after you after you become experienced after a while, you 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 come to do a cut and you think, oh, this doesn't feel right. And, yeah. and and that's because there's something because your train you, you your training your experience tells you if it feels like if you feel like that it, it probably is wrong and don't do that do some you know find another because yeah. there's you know I, when I when I try and teach green woodworking instead of trying to spoon feed people I try and teach principles rather than specifics mm-hmm. because there's I don't know I don't know what set of tools some nails has got but if 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 you can describe a, where you're trying to end up, and B, what you're trying to avoid, and 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 the pitfalls that you might reach on the way. The tools that I use, maybe they haven't even got access to those tools, or they might have a tool that can do that in a better way. So I always say, yeah, look for principles rather than specifics, and you you might you you, you probably will be able to find a, a more efficient way for yourself, or use a different tool. Uh, to get to that same to that that same endpoint, you know, uh, safely and effectively. Uh, and 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 also, I always say the best question, you know, if you if you've got a children in front of you and they're trying to tell you something, is is why. Mm-hmm. If they're saying right, do this, and you say why, and and they say, oh, I don't know, that's just how you do it. No, yeah. Well, then then they they don't. If they can't tell you why, then they're not a good tutor. Yeah. If there's if you can and 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 if you can tell them why, if if all the why questions are answered, that's when they can. Apply maybe their own tool or their own methods mm. to get to get to that point where you wanted to get to it. If you know what I'm trying yeah, to say, no, totally. yeah, no, totally. Yeah, I always think uh, mm. I want that with uh, cooking recipes. Mm. You know, it's like why yeah. are you doing this for two minutes? Yeah, and then yeah. adding this. Yeah, like, why are you not adding them at the same time? Yeah. What is that two yeah. minutes giving yeah. you? Yeah, and if I knew that, I think yeah. I would. Yeah, like, and know. and the reason may the reason for that there the, the may be one there may be two or three different ways that you can you know avoid the pitfall or whatever yes. it is, yeah, uh, yeah. and 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 so that's why. And and I think if you if you go if you go away trying to remember, oh, how did he tie that? Every specific detail, rather than what he was trying to avoid was was going up that grain there. So yeah, so I need to avoid that. So how can I avoid that? You know, yeah. rather than. What he did, he had, he went in at that so many the degrees. Only yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, I, because my mining background, um, a lot, a, a lot of everything you, you did underground, you're within a confined space and, and you, you, you're like half a mile underground and then two miles in from the bottom of the shaft. So you've got to improv, improv, improvise. Yeah. No two areas of the coal mine are the same. So you've got to improvise. A lift. How am I going to get that big lump onto that carriage? So I'm, I'm, I've got like a background of improvisation. That's why I don't have lots of holding devices and that. I mean, people laugh at me when, when, <laughs> when I was at Spoonfest, I was on top of me, me, I was doing a shrink pot and I was stood on top of me, uh, spoon mule thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they were all laughing at me. But I got it done, you know what I mean? Because I ain't got all the kit that I got at home, I've just found a way to improvise. So, yeah. So that's why that's why I try and teach um, principles rather than specifics. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, how's it in your own kind of craft? How's it developed over the years? Yeah, well, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I would I would have said uh, I start. I, I was just doing uh, spoons and things. Uh, I, I mean, the Bible then was very much the the Villisundqvist, uh the Swedish woodcarver book, the, the blue book, the blue, the blue yes. book that, yeah, yeah. that got out of print, ended up getting reprinted. So it, it, it I think it was going 
hundred pounds at one bit. You know, when, when it was out of print and, and unavailable, because yeah. it, 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 it was the Bible, uh, and I was very, I was inspired by that. I must admit, uh, but it was a good reference to to get to drop back. So yeah, in in the in the early days, it was it was very much the uh, very much spoons and what have you. But on that very first um, uh, course that I did with Robin, it got a this pot thing that he, he had his coffee and tea in and what have you. Um, and it was really interesting because it it the body of it and the lid was all made of wood. And it, and it, it got like a leather strap, so the lid stayed, you know, like a, a leather hinge, if you like, yeah. kept, kept it together. Uh, and I was looking at that. That's interesting. And I says, what is it? What, what's this then? Because it, it looked like it was a solid branch, mm-hmm. uh, branch of wood. In fact, it was like a natural branch. And I says, I, 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 we're talking about it as a as a conversation piece. And he says, oh, it's a shrink, but um, it's made by a guy called Peter Kahidi. Uh an Hungarian guy, as it turned out. Um, and so it, we got talking about it, looked at it, and it, it basically it's telling me the, the technology behind it, that it's a, it's, a, it's a green branch that's hollowed out, and then there's a, a little groove put in it, and then a little disc is inserted. So, so it was like a glueless joint. So you've got a vessel. So the, the wood shrinks. Shrinks onto, yeah, through the, as you hollow it out, the wet branch, and it's a dry disc of wood uh, that's, that's, Shaped to about one quarter of an inch thickness, so it's like a little a base, a base of a, of a box basically. Yeah. Um, so that's dry, but the, the, with the because the the hollowed out uh, piece of branch is is, is wet, and, and as it's losing its moisture, it's shrinking in size. It it, it shrinks about the the disc and, and and forms a seal. Not not necessarily a waterproof seal, or definitely not airtight, but but a, a really rigid seal, which means. But I, I, I thought. You know, because I'd come from like uh, doing jo- doing joinery in, in a classroom, making these fancy joints and that mm. to, to, to have a glueless joint that were natural and and just as good, at, just as strong as any other, you know, just as effective as any of those other joints. I was just blown away with that, um, and and so we. I said to Robin, yeah, I didn't know how to make them or anything, and I said to Robin, I said, "Have you made any of these?" He says, "No, but." I, it's it, you know we sort of, we, we we talked about what what it was involved and he talked he actually spoke about offering that as a course uh, yeah. to a, as an addendum to the um, spoon carving courses that he were offering uh, but it it, it it I think he offered it and because nobody knew what they were or anything there were no interest and it never got off the ground yeah uh, because Just, I, I was interested to have a go at it I thought, oh that's a shame like so I'll, I'll come. But it's, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not financially valuable. I've just made you all that, which is fair enough, you know. Uh, so, so, so I thought, well, I'll have a look at internet and see if I can. But there's nothing on internet on how to make about anything. So I thought, well, it's it's a hollowed out piece of branch with a grooving with a bit. So I, I sort of reverse engineered it and and started making those. And I sort of yeah, obviously, uh, I spent a, a fair bit of time. Uh, was failing by by not having the groove uh, uh, deep enough, or, or leaving the walls of the the vessel too thick, using the wrong species, and I, and and I sort of and so anyway, I, I, I ironed all that out, and I've, I've sort of got a, a decent body of knowledge together now. So I have been teaching it a little bit. So I'm sort of pretty well known at UK for shrink pots, I suppose. Uh, but then, but, but because of those original skills that I, I learned with, with Robin, we just how to use a, a knife, knives and axes safely. 
you can make almost it, 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 it's 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 governed by your own imagination, really. Mm. So I, I, I'll like I say, I'll go out into the woods and I'll find some some windfalls and that, and it's almost like it'll speak to you what it wants to be, you know. Um, I can sort of get inspired by just looking at a piece of wood, <laughs> and and often when I put a piece of wood on the um, on the on, on the chopping block, I've no idea what I'm going to make with it, but but my principle is. I want to make the biggest item I can with a given piece of wood. I don't see any point in, in you know, getting like a, a spoon template, putting it on a big log of wood, and then, yeah. then most of it ends up getting thrown away. So I do try and make the biggest item out of a given piece of wood that I can. So very loose. I'm, I'm, luckily, I'm not a, I'm not a professional woodworker, so. I, it, even, even if it ends up being a piece of fire, it doesn't really matter. So yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm quite privileged in that I can experiment and play about and and come up with ideas. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, that's huge, isn't it? That yeah, the, the freedom to yes, to yes, fail I, I, and that's why yeah. which is which is learning. Yeah, which which is why I say I'm privileged to be able yeah. to do that. I know you know a lot of the guys that that are you know trying to eke out a living, they've got to try and find out what. What what sells? What, what what where a demand is? Yeah, and, and and service that demand, and maybe have to do, you know, make more multiples than they'd enjoy making if they had a choice, you know, and and, and stick to briefs and that as well. So yeah, and and like when I'm, <coughs> what well, another thing that I do, um, I, I make quite big bowls, but it's all hand hewn and that. But mm. I've got to be, I'm, I'm not a young man anymore, and. and I've got to be a little bit careful with with, with overusing certain muscle groups and, mm. and, and creating RSI type yeah. <laughs> injuries. Uh, so what I'll do, I, I tend to move around. So I'll make some big items where I'm using quite a lot of big leaves and things, uh, and then batch that, and then I'm starting to ache a little bit. Here. I'm starting to get a few pins and needles. I'll, I'll move on to something. I'll move on to maybe spoons or, or coltucks or... Something that's using slightly different muscle groups and maybe not as much uh, power, power yeah. grips and what have you. So, yeah, I do. I, I don't like to just make the same thing all the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, very much. And, and what I do like doing, um, and I'm sure a lot of people are the same that are involved in the sort of crafts that I do, is like getting to like a flow state of making something. And I did that when it was leading up to Spoonfest. I uh, I got into a flow state of and evolving designs of a spoon, and, and and I've got a bag full at home, and I'll, they'll they'll stay in that bag forever because I, I, well I'll just try trying different axe cuts and then different shapes and then mm, getting and, and eventually dropping out. Oh yeah, I really like that shape, and then really honing in on that shape and then testing it because I, I, I I'm one of these me if it's not utilitarian it can look fan, it look it look whatever it's never it's not going to go out of my I'm not going to put it out there so I, I try and I also remain, remain loyal to the utilitarian aspect of it but yeah and then come, honing on design so I'll, I'll get I'll get to a design that I think yeah I really like that make a few of those and get bored and move on again <laughs> and then I'm, I'm like that I'll just you know people show me things oh this is what you, did I, did I make that? Because you know, you're, cause yeah. I'm, I'm one of these that keeps just constantly keeps evolving, man. <laughs> nice. I think you're you're pretty well known for for decorating. Yeah, uh, things. yeah. You know, like milk paints. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, the, with the milk paint thing, I can I can a attribute that to uh, Gerard Dahl coming over and and showing us at 
the spawn fest how to how to make milk paint from from uh, pigment plus you know yeah right? you, yeah, yeah yeah which I haven't done I've never done that Na- Nadine our friend Nadine uh, Grundy she she does a lot of that mm-hmm. you know she she makes it from from freshers and fresh ingredients uh, but I've just I've, I've just um, so the the B to that one is the person that the, the people that introduced me to it as a finish really is Adam Harker on his spoons mm-hmm. and Yoav Alkayam. Oh, I think I spoke to Yoav because I saw Adam and Yoav at a, a, a Bodgers Ball gathering, and the got and the first time I seen the the, the because it, the the milk paint is usually quite um, a matte matte finish and quite organic. A lot of the the hues are quite organic, organic and, and subtle, you know. And, and I, I, was, I was sort of picking up Yoav's brains, and he was saying uh, uh, that it, it, it you know it's food safe and it. It dries really quickly because because that before that I was using uh, artist artists oils and it, it took him like weeks for them to dry and yeah. it, it would put me off trying to put paints on on spoons and that so yeah uh, so yo have introduced me to the the milk paints and then told me the, the sauce that he were getting from it it was just basically add water and 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 so I've, I've played about with that and, and and various texturing techniques and scorching and. And and and, and incised carving through the painted uh, surfaces and that. So yeah, I, I should imagine people that know that I've made, I've done quite a lot of, of that. I would say they're they're very artistic yeah. and like very creative, which is well, I could see you being uncomfortable. Yeah, well, that, but... because you know I've never I've never had any artistic training or. Anything whatsoever, like I say, I left school when I was sixteen, and you know, but some people say, "Oh, you're an artist." Well, I'm only, I'm just messing about, and I can't draw for toffee, you know. Um, I just, but I, it's just experimentation, you know, and yeah, I don't. I, 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 you're right. I am uncomfortable by <laughs> yeah. when, when the, the artistic word is used, you know, because like you know, genuinely artistic. But I mean, when I see people like there's the there's a, a girl who I met at, uh, well, actually at first at Bodgers Ball, then at Spoonfest. I met at Lydia Latham, and she she does color rolls in it, but it's all free, and she draws directly on with a, absolutely a fantastic artistic hand. And when I say work like that, that's artistic, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you did you see the uh, took a ball that I had decorated by Viv Walker? Yes, yeah, her I mean, work is exceptional. Yeah. In fact, Viv's not, not to diss your table. Yeah, no, no, no. But but Viv's at this event that we're at now. Well, she has been. We've just we've just wrapped up. But Viv uh, Viv's an archaeologist, and she's really uh, parts of the study was was into Celtic iconography and 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 you know Celtic network and that. And she's putting that onto her work, and uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Again, you know, great. I would say how these people are bringing up the uh, bringing up the um, up the craft, like, but. Yeah, when people said to me, "Oh, it's so artistic, John," <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do, I do like, and 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 I'll evolve from that. I'll, I'll try something else, and you know, uh, yeah, I, I do like. For me, where I'll make something, uh, and if I look at photograph, because I, I put everything on Instagram just purely as a photographic record of what I've made, mm. and if I look at back at, if I. If I Maybe if I went more than 12, I'm like, oh, God, look at state of that. Look at that. <laughs> I make it. And then as soon as I've made it, that's it. That's that's done. I've, I've, I've sort of not fall out of love with it, but it, it, I pack it up. That's why I'm quite happy to give things away. I might yeah. have spent 
hours and hours making it. But I forget about that. <laughs> when somebody says, how much do you want for that? I'll say, ah, 20 quid. But if, if, if I rewound the, the day after I'd made it and I put 40 hours into it, I thought, hang on a minute, that's 20 pence <laughs> an hour or something. But, but, but the benefit is for me, the, the, and, and I think when you spoke, I, I did hear your podcast with Dave Cockcroft. Mm. It's the benefit to, is for you is, is, is it's, it's a slow craft. It's meditative. It, you, 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 you're forgetting about the rest of the world. And, and the main, I, that's why I sort of going back to what you said about why did I like green woodwork? Mm. It's just, um, it's an enjoyable process. And and I did say a quote, uh, I can't remember where I saw it, but it was something like, I, I think it was the, the guy in America, the wood, the woods, woodsmith, Roy Under, Underhill, is it? Roy oh, Underhill. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he used to have a, a series on American television. And I think he said something, if you don't enjoy the process, you've got nothing else left because if you make something and you sell it, what have you got? You've got nothing. You, you might have a bit of money, but... What you what you've got is the enjoyment of making it. So if you enjoy making it, if you find something you enjoy doing, that 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 is the benefit, and that's why that's why when I'm making things, like I say, it's, it's a slow process. It's good for your mental health, and all the time I'm doing it. That's why my work evolves actually, because I'm I'm oh if, what if I what if I tweak that and oh look there's a knot there, take that out. What's what's going to be left? And you you, sort of, you get happy accidents and you stumble upon shapes and things like that. It's, it's, you know, that's why he, the things, the, the, the first things that if I have a table full of my work and I've spent, and I've really done a, a load of fancy, uh, carving and painting on a, on a, on a shrink pot or something. And next to it, I've got one that had like a dead branch on it. And it's got a, a knotty bird on it and, and the, 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 it's, it's pointing sideways and it's just basically I've hollowed it out and put a lid on it. Yeah. How much is that one? It's fantastic. <laughs> they always go for the, the ugly duckling, you know what I mean? That's, that tends to be the ones that get picked up first because it's all quirking on you. Yeah. Which in a way it's great because that's a natural, you know, it's a natural look, but yeah, uh, I don't, I, yeah. Um, I don't know where I was, where I started off going there, but that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The process. The, it's all about the process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, like where um, where do you get your sort of inspiration from? Uh, where do I get my inspiration from? I, I would say in the early days it was from Fritjof's work. Yeah, um, you know, looking at um, looking at a finished product. But I, I would say where do I get inspiration from? A well, the wood, the wood itself, really. Um, I, I, I sort of. I'm a deep thinker. I, I can't stop thinking. So, I uh, it's not necessarily inspiration, but it might be something like, right? I've, I've got this. I've got this piece of this 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 pole of wood. I can make a few shrink pots out of that end, but it's it's, it's tapering quite small at top. But it, it's nice wood. This well, it'd be a shame to throw it away. So, uh, what can I make from this? You know, it's like thinking backwards, really, and then. So when I was making the shrink pots, I, effectively what I get is the the the, the coppice poles that they're actually up from underneath overhead electric lines that that right. have been more, so that the, the they get the, they got felled every so 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 many years. So a pole tapered quite quite a long way and, and still be usable. <clears throat> and I thought, well, I, I, what about these little bits at top here? So I ended up making some like tiny little shrink pots that were just like. Uh, 
I don't know, as big as the bottom of a, a glass or something, even smaller yeah. than that, a watch face or something like that. And I thought, oh, that might be like a little ring box. And I took, uh, I took them to fairs and they were very easy to make. And, 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 you know, I put them on the table and I said, well, ring pots, the ring pots. I just didn't give them a name. Yeah. And what happened was, um, people were, a few people and people within the community actually were like taking them. So oh, I'm getting married next year. That'd be fantastic for me bands. Bloody hell, wow. You know, my stuff being at somebody's wedding, that's take it, you know, and I give these things away, you know. So that's just like one example of, uh, but yeah, just, just, just by looking and, and, and uh, from net, a lot of it from nature. Uh, yeah. Uh, I do like, what I would, what I would like to get into is letter carving uh, yeah. because I've got a friend who, 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 who carves in stone actually. Mm. Uh, but I, 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 I'd like to get into that. So yeah, there are people that, but it's more, it's more just my own imagination really. Yeah. I try, I try not to, uh, you know, overlook it because I, because I've got so many ideas that just come to me. I don't, I don't, I don't try and. Over, overly interact with other people's things. I like to buy other people's things. But yeah. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't say I got, I got particular inspiration from other finished pieces. Really, I, I don't, not consciously anyway. You obviously take every, everything in subconsciously, don't you? I would say another. I would like to say another person actually that that very very seldom gets mentioned and is, is a, a Czech Republic guy called Carol. I think it's Hekrol. H a h e r k r l e or something like that. Yeah, yeah I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Put a link, mate, please, because he's a lovely guy and I, he uses a lot of natural texture. Yeah. Uh, but every every item that he makes is it's in the Czech Republic. He's so artisan. Uh, tool marks, natural cleaving, even even natural underbark, even maybe bark on. But he, it's so organic his work. I, I would have to reference him as a, a bit of inspiration, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, when I do when I when I do anything along those natural lines and and and, and heavily textured pieces, I so I, I try to link him in as much as I can uh, because I, I I really do like his work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, I mean, it might be worth actually mentioning that um, in the UK we've got quite a, a few events now, aren't we? That we've, yeah. that we've, we've got access to, uh, and, and like we're currently. Uh, at the bowl gathering, which is in uh, Bromyard, there's a northern one that's in Durham. Uh, we we sort of get meet we meet in the UK and share all these ideas. The Spoon Fest, obviously, in Edale, which is in midsummer. But then there's one the Spoon Town. I think you went to Spoon Town. I, I, I didn't go to that, and I know I, I think yeah. you all had a good time down there. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah like a really beautiful event. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, develop and run by Jill, Jill Swan. Yeah. yeah, and and it's popped up at a few of those as Carol, uh, and, and and yeah, I've, I've been lucky enough to spend time watching him. Mm. Really, really artisan, but a really sweet guy. Uh, you know, uh, where else do we go? Uh, they're the main ones, aren't they? Budgers. Oh yeah, of course, there's the Budgers Bowl as well. Yeah, so there's a lot. Of, yeah, and that's the good thing as well. That I mean, particularly this one, this this bowl gathering with are at that we're at. It's been a fantastic uh, hub of knowledge sharing, and yeah. so, you know, uh, whereby there's people willing to share what in the what in the past would be called trade secrets, which are just you know techniques that benefits everybody. And I've been, I, honestly, I've been blown away by the fact that you get all it's Sharif Adams, isn't it, that that brought this all together initially mm. with a, with a, with with a view to um, idea sharing. 
We'll be back after a quick break. If you're looking for all things BMX racing, you found the right podcast. Here at Lane 8 BMX Podcast, I'll speak to the local racer, the national racer, and even the Olympic level racer. I'm talking kids to the weekend warriors and much more. So get comfortable, turn up the volume, and remember to snap on green. And I've, and I've been lucky enough, to, I'm not a Paul Lay turner, but I've been lucky enough, to, because this is heavily a, a, a turning event, really, to see how they've, they've brought each other on and, and spurred mm. each other on to greater and greater uh, levels of achievement, you know. It's, I mean, it's a, a showcase for yeah. you know, a community sharing and yeah. making Idea, Ideas, yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as having a few beers and a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, nah, I, I mean, we're, I don't know about other countries. Uh, I, I think we're I think we're quite up there in the UK, as in the, you know, the number of nice events that... I mean, the one up in the one that I went to in Durham, the Northern Bowl one that's that was organised. I mean, it's basically Matthew Whitaker and, and and his partner Joe opening up their 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 freeholding and mm. inv- and inviting a load of friends round to to have a social and it, and it's just so nice, isn't it, to 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 be able to go to these events and you know and be in such a fantastic community because it, because it is a community and. Uh, yeah, I, I love that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, one of the big parts of of it for me is getting around the fire and everyone yeah. singing and playing yeah. instruments. Yeah, um, that you're often yeah. uh, often right, <laughs> having right a go. Now. Yeah, well, that is my passion, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say music is my passion, even though I'm I'm, I'm a calm. I'm, I'm I'm like a I'm like a mole. My hands are massive, <laughs> 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 which you know, built for built for shoveling. Even when I was space. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, music is my passion and, 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 and any opportunity I get to, to be able to share, share my passion for it, I will do. Yeah. Uh, and, but because of, you know, you get this, this, this misconception of you're born musical or mm. you're, and it doesn't have to be music, it can be any talent or, I, and that's, that's another thing, actually. Talent, talent's not a real word or not a real thing. Yeah. In my opinion. But, Anything that you're passionate about is 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 doable, but I always thought because I've got short, stubby, fat fingers, um, I've got no musical background. It put me off for years, and so I didn't start playing instruments till about forty eight. And I've always loved loved music, and um, so anyway, because I like Irish music, but with me a bit Irish background, I thought, oh, what shall I? I'll have a go. Go on, and. Um, we sort of do me another guy at work actually egged each other on to get a banjo to, to play Irish music. And I got the wrong banjo to start with. I got, <laughs> I got a plectrum banjo. I there's no instrument, sort of an instrument that's died out almost. So I, I had a false start. And uh, anyway, I eventually settled on claw hammer banjo. Um, and, and, and it, it put, it led me towards, uh, old time American music and you know that's that's the sort of genre that I, I sort of learnt the music the, the the style the musical style mm-hmm. of but 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 it's like a global thing about if you've got a passion I I, I always say to people I, 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 I do bore people a little bit by by trying to share my my passion and and, and if, I, if I identify a musical passion with somebody I really try to encourage them to have a go at a musical instrument because there's lots of Musical instruments in second-hand shops and, and on flea markets and that, and it's because it's it's not easy. 
it's, it, there's no reason why we, if evolutionary reason that we we can form cords or we can do these funny dances with his with his hands, yeah. you know, one hand doing one dance and the other hand doing a different dance at the same time. So you're shocking your body by by. Uh, I was asking him to do that. <laughs> but, but if you, but so that's, uh, so a lot of people, this is impossible. How much can, how much can I have for this, this guitar, please, Mr. Pawn shop man? You know, so they end up, they end up getting, gathering dust or they get sold on. But, 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 but there's reasons why there's, there are musicians or people who play music. Because I, again, it's like with the art thing. I'm not a musician, but I, I like playing musical instruments. Um, if you've got passion, You've got you, then you've got persistence, and then you, if you've got passion and persistence, you'll get through those walls. You'll, 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 you won't, you won't be able to walk past it without picking it up. And I've got to have a little go, you know, it, it carries you a long way. And, and, and a, a musical instrument to me, it, it's just such a, it's just such a, such a lovely companion to have. If, if you're able to just pick up. Pick up a, a basically a wooden box with a few metal strings on it and and, and play music. You're always gonna there's always gonna be somebody who's gonna get something from it, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, it's a lovely thing to share. And again, it, it goes back to what you said, Jeff, around the fire. It's it's a share. It's sharing, and uh, you know, like the other night, we were all around there, and somebody starts singing a song. None of us know it. Oh, oh, there's a repeating chorus. And, and then before you know it, we're all singing along. And, you know, those times, are, I, I always say, you know, real real items are just just a, a quick endorphin uh, it for you or whatever it is. Yeah. But but experience is what, what, what life's about, really, you know. So, yeah, to create those experiences with, with music. And, 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 and also, what, what I'll... I mean, the the it's it's a difficult thing is to learn music, but you get such such a reward from just pushing through those little barriers that have been. My my first goal was to actually when I picked up the fiddle, because I've learned the fiddle as well as uh, banjo and guitar, uh, was to get a note out of it initially. How, how can <laughs> I, you know, if I can get a note out of this thing, I'll be I'll, I'll, I'll die a happy man. Then, then after that, oh, that's that. I've got, I've got a note out of it. Then, if I could get one tune out of this, I could die an happy man. And then, you know, you keep pushing those goals forward, and they get a little bit bigger. But the overarching one at the end of the day was right. I want to play music with other people and just be able to at, 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 at tempo and, and and be able to add something to it. That that is that is my goal, which keeps driving me on to to keep doing it. But the but like like. Moving back to the the the, um, the mental health benefits of the slow working with the with mm. the, with, with the, the greenwood thing. There's a lot of benefits from. I'm I'm saying music's my passion, but from immersing yourself into something that's forcing you to to think out of your comfort zone. So because it's good. For, I mean, both of my parents uh, died of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched them both die of Alzheimer's over there on both occasions, and it's not very nice. But my dad was a coal miner, same as me, and and he retired just after the miners' strike uh, in his early fifties. And but he didn't engage with anything 
that that force you to have to think after that. Maximum a crossword, and I and I've done I've done quite a lot of, of research. I'm I'm quite interested in the learning process in 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 in, uh, in neurosciences, which sounds strange for for a for a coal man who who wonder at sixteen, but I am, and, and I've I've looked into it. I've done quite a lot of reading on on it, uh, and and one of the amazing things that I did I did discover. Is that if if you keep learning things at any age, and it doesn't matter what age you are, that that's not some that's something totally different. So like I don't know, you wake up one morning and say, right, I'm going to learn Japanese. Mm-hmm. Something that's so the the steeper the initial learning curve, the better because not only do you stave off l- losing brain cells, you can actually at any age grow new brain cells i'm amazed by this mm. uh be, because and and whatever new thing you start with you've always got a, a really steep steep gradient of, of of initial knowledge whereby you're learning lots of new things well no alphabet no scale everything's new and it really does force you your brain to uh, process and and it needs extra capacity then so you do mm. you do grow these extra neurons which are and that that book that I gave to you um just now uh there's a guy there that's uh luckily for me and Jeff who both play the banjo <laughs> is a banjo player who's a neuroscientist who who gives you lots and lots of really fantastic information about how the brain works and how you can manipulate the brain's elasticity into uh, into learning anything, you know, if you start with that passion and that, uh, and, and thus p- persistence, passion and persistence will get you a, a long way than anything. Uh, and then it gives you loads of, uh, and I, I, you, you can possibly put in the addendum, you know, the, the book that I'm speaking about. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, um, yeah, how good it is for you. Um, and uh, I'll just, I'll just quickly reference one of the thing, one of the chapters that I'll read about. And it was about, uh, cause it, it is, it is sort of likening it to, uh, the banjos and musical instrument. But yeah, the, his reference to that is, uh, learning speech, speech, uh, subconsciously until it becomes a subconscious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Communication, uh, language, language is the word. <laughs> um, is that visualization, uh, things like visualization. So you, even if you haven't got your instrument, if you're bored on a train or something like that, you can actually imagine playing through a tune in your mind and your brain, it thinks it's, it's doing that. So it's like having a free practice session, even when you haven't got your instrument with you. Yeah. Uh, particularly if you go to bed. Because most of your, your 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 mental processing is is done while you're asleep, so you, 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 if you like did ten minutes practice of, on, of, of an instrument or ten minutes language learning or ten minutes doing your your safe knife grips, what of whatever uh, discipline you've chosen to have a go at, uh, if you if you just do a small concentrated chunk uh, rather than doing lots of little little dis- disparate pieces if you're the one if, if you if you if you are honing on one one specific thing just before you go to bed oh, your, right. your brain yeah you that, that's that's the that's it's as though you're, you're saying to your brain right this is what i want you to process for me please yeah, this is i'll leave you with this I'm, I'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna have a little rest now you just you'll just work on this way but <laughs> you know so your 10 minutes of work while you're conscious it, 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 it it gets it gets multiplied while you're asleep. Mm-hmm. You know, most of your processing is done 
while you while you're not conscious. We have a lot of this stuff where we're absolutely amazed by, which is which is why I think there's a lot of value in that book for people who are interested. In, not just you know, I, I I found it really interesting because I find the learning interest learning uh, process really interesting, and and how you can you know become an efficient learner. You know, mm-hmm. uh, space repetition. There's all sorts of things, and it's all about basically. Uh, you know, you start off like it, it, say there's like uh, snow, and you, you 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 put a bicycle wheel through, and so you've got like a little path where you can barely see it, and and, and it's it's like A to B about to play a, a musical scale, say. Mm-hmm. So you go through next time, and you've got like a thicker thicker tire on, and each time you do it, it gets a, a deeper deeper thorough, and these are the neurological pathways that have been created, and they get stronger and stronger, such that eventually they become subconscious, and that's why. You know, when me and you have been sat watching Admiral Sharif uh, Adams playing his fiddle round, and it, without even thinking about, it, and 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 Ben Ben Dalprat Pitt, sorry, uh, playing their instruments without even thinking about, it, because they've done it that many times. It's this this neurological pathway has been it's been it's become a sub- subconscious uh, mm. uh, action, like like a child learning a, a language. You know, they've just been phonetically exposed to so much in context conversation that it's not like they've got to say, all oh, right, so th- this, before I actually speak, I've got to make sure I've got my tenses correctly. Uh, and I've got to get the syntax. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's just, it's just spontaneous. And that's, that, that's how, that's how learning things in a good, in a correct way or, or in an efficient way can, can make you do anything, enable you to do anything really. Uh, if you've got the passion and the persistence to do it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because children, if they want to eat, they've got to learn to set to to, to you know that that's a given into the, the, the passion and persistence is there. Yeah, with 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 language. Have you got um, any tips on uh, getting over sort of plateaus? Because that's uh, I think that's the thing that, right. that in any sort of craft or instrument, yeah, you know, just I, sort of learning a new, yeah, thing. yeah, and and. Uh, Plateaus and log jams. Um, what, what's a log jam? Well, as in, uh, I can, I, you, right, so I'll take it back to music again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can play this piece all the way through, apart from there's one, there's one little bloody phrase halfway through it that, that I always trip up on and, mm-hmm. and it, it throws me out. And, and, and with, with the, with the log jams like that, it's just a matter of isolating, um, Instead of starting right at the back of the tune, um, and and keep going through it, and then okay, you're going you're going to do that one. Then ten minutes later, that you know, the the tricky little piece, the tricky little passage, yeah, and then start again and oh, oh, just isolate, isolate that that. In the, and that book he mentions this, and it's like uh, you know when when you're trying to get a ball round, call that game. Oh, like the marble. Yeah, getting a marble. Yeah, marble yeah, 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 yeah. And there's always one one point whereby you drop it through through the hole. Oh Christ, that's a tricky little area. Yeah. Instead of taking the ball right to the beginning, what he suggests is take it to the area just before the tricky bit, and just just keep working on that little area that are tripping you up. And 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 th- take that back to the music. Try try and find out like a cut and paste of the the, the that contains the the area that you that you are struggling with, mm-hmm. and just uh, and 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 just concentrate on that. Forget everything else, and then reinsert the tricky bit into the whole thing once you once you find it out. Now with learning things, 
I'm talking about log jams here rather than plateaus, yeah. but yeah, yeah. but when you when you're struggling with something, the thing to do really is to a work out, try and slow things slow things down, and try and work out what you you've got to know what you're doing wrong, or you'll never you'll never ever fix it. So try and work out what the problem is, uh, and concentrate on that, and be slow, be deliberate, and just keep keep doing that over and over again until that becomes an automatic and that all, and that almost becomes the easy part of whatever because you've done you've you've, mm. you've over you've overdone that one uh with 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 like uh plateaus and things um again it, it, there's it's so uh, if it's a plateau as in um I'm bored with this, or I, 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 I can't take it. You can always come from a different angle, you know, do do things in a different way, or pack it up and then come back to it later. Uh, I've I've always I've always tackled plateaus head on, me because mm. like when I was learning the guitar, um, I, I found it. Well, a lot of everybody finds it difficult to to move on to bar chords. Mm. Open, open chords, uh, they, they tend to pick them up quite quickly. And you see a lot of people, the F chords, That's, anybody, every, any musician, F in F. Yeah. <laughs> F in F. Uh, on, on a guitar, that is. And, and actually, funnily enough, it's the hardest one of the banjo as well because of the doubts that are involved. Um, but with that, with the bar chords, I, uh, I found it very, Difficult to farm it, but I, the thing is, when you're practicing or when you when you're learning things, you've the, the, the more the more learning is done on the outer edge of your comfort zone, so you you get more ten times more benefit of working on things that you're not very good at, rather than just keep doing things that you are good at and just. And that's just making that photo I was talking about. It just gets deeper and deeper, but it, it don't get any it, no more. Don't get any further forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, work on the things that you, you you're weak at, and also um, with 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 the music. When I when I found when I found plateaus where, with with difficult technical things, I'd insert it into a song or, or a tune or something, and. Um, and, 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 and so there's, so there's, it's like a, the water's running. It's not going to stop for you. you, right? You go through that tricky, tricky chord. It might be might, might sound poor for a while, <clears throat> because the more you, the more you do it, it'll, it gets better. Because you know, you. I know a lot of people. I, 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 I just keep back to F chord, but they'll, <laughs> they'll make. They'll, there's like a cheating F, and, and they'll never, they'll never have a go at doing a full F. Uh, you know, F bar chord, which open, really opens up the 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 the, the, the instrument to you if you mm-hmm. if you can do that. What about you? How about you? What are your thoughts on plateaus? In have you have you? I mean, yeah, plateau. I, certainly on the banjo, I find like knowing the next thing to play. Yes, I think that's a difficult. Yes, one. and I think that's probably you know if you're spoon carving or bowl turning yeah. or whatever. Like, how do you? Yeah, how do you develop and 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 not jump too far ahead, such yes. that you're leaving a that you're leaving a gap in between? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think there's there's a lot to be said for find for finding something. If you know, if you, if you're playing a piece or you're doing something that you're not you're not really over bothered about, you know, you're not. It doesn't really get your creative juices going. 
you know, if you want to try and do something that does, you know, move, try and get to the same goal end, but you know, maybe do do a different tune or something that that, that engages you more. That I don't, you know, that that comes from a slightly different angle, you know. Uh, but I must admit, because because I'm so passionate about it, I've never, so far anyway, uh, I haven't hit plateaus where I thought, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I must admit. I, I do have confidence uh, issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I'm when I'm in the privacy of my own home and 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 there's no external timekeeper, you know, and I'm playing something musical and I'm, I'm super duper relaxed. I've got really bad posture. If my fiddle teacher was there, she'd be like, "Whoa, you know it," <laughs> you know. Uh, and I can play fantastic. You know, it sounds great. And but nobody's ever going to see that because I'm not. And, and when I come and there's people that are. That are I hasten to say they're better than me. They're just further down the line than me. You know, they're more experienced than me. It do, and I oh, I can't quite get in there because I can't play at that speed. It, and it does. I come away sometimes, and I, I do have a confidence knock. But you've got to you've got to get back on the horse. And and uh, the guy in the book that I'm talking about there, he says, and I, and I, I find it very hard to do this, but he says, record yourself. Mm. You know, this is this is a big deal for me. But he says, record yourself and video record yourself. A a because it gives you feedback on what you know. Because what you hear in your head when you're playing music is not what somebody else hears. Because you've a your ears and inside your your head, which is everything's rattling about. If you're singing, you. you the perception that your ears, that your mind gets by your auditory system is different to other people's because it's within you. It, yeah. It's quite complex biologically, but, um, but yeah, it gives you, it gives you a really good feedback on what's not right or what is right, what you thought wasn't right. You know, it, it gives instant feedback, but also it's that reminder. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's logged in time of where you, where you were. Mm. And, and I see some old, Video of me. That's why, I, 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 you know, the, the, the word talent. It, it, people say, oh, so, so talented to do this, that, other. But, you know, they haven't been with you when you've spent all these hundreds mm-hmm. and hundreds of hours working really hard. It's like almost talent's like saying, well, it's all right for you because you're talented. Yeah. You, you know, you haven't put the. Yeah, they haven't been there when the they're. The exactly. The, the sweat and the t- It's work. It, you know, some people have got an aptitude or they've got some physical attributes that makes things a little bit easier. But when, when you say talent about most, about, about everybody doing something that's a, that's uh, a tacit skill that they've, that they've developed, it, it's because they've put a lot of hard work in. Some, might, some people might have a more creative imagination than other people, but technically they've had to put the time in and, and the effort and everything. So that's why I'm a bit. Talent's a bit of a almost a misnomer to me. Like, mm. there's been a few a few people I've been talking to this weekend where I've sort of watched them develop over time. Like, yes, through Instagram. yes, at different rates, at different rates. Yeah, but there's been a few people who I could see that their artistic creativity was beyond their talent. Yes, or, yeah, the, sorry, the, the technical, talent, technical, technical, technical. Yeah, at that moment. Yeah, then, sure. Yeah, know, now they're. Yeah, yeah. They're, they can do likewise. what they're visualizing. Yeah, and it's likewise. Likewise, yeah, yeah. And that is really great to see. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sort of yeah coming the other way because well, I, I, actually, I, I've got loads of ideas. I'm a bit of a, an idea monster. Me, I've got loads of ideas, and I'm better at ideas than I'm actually. Uh, bringing them into actuality, <laughs> you know. In fact, I'd like to 
Pretty, I've got all these ideas. Yeah. <laughs> can you make that? <laughs> I can't even draw it, but you know, I can sort of describe what I'm thinking. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. What, yeah, what I was, yeah, what to round that little bit off, what I was going to say was, you know, um, everybody's first bone's crap. Yep. Everybody's, you know, if, if somebody says to me, um, Oh, you're so talented on that fiddle, which I'm, 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 I'm trying to say that without laughing. You're so talented <laughs> playing the fiddle, blah, blah, blah. You know, uh, I'll say, right, yeah, have a go. Just, just, just play a note and whatever, you know, let them play a note. That's exactly what I was like when I first did it. Yeah. And it's, it's the same, you know, but yeah, it's, that's, that's, and not, and everybody is on, everybody's on the same line. If you pick a, if, if you, if somebody just started this weekend and says, oh, what's that? It's, oh, I'd like to have a go at that. And you show them the, I don't know if you do, if you don't mind, if, if you've shown them how to use a knife for the first time, yeah. they're, they're at the point that you were at just X amount of years ago. And, and the, we'll all meet at the same point. But like you say, some people, and, and, and it's really affirming to see it when, when you see these young, the, the young people, you know, within, within really short space of time, you know, you know, they're going to be making your look, work look, look really amateur, which is great. I'm, you know, if I, I, I if I show somebody uh, how to do something and then they take it on and, and, and then you, you see work later and I say, I, I really appreciate you showing me that, John. Look up, look what I'm making. It's, it's, it's fantastic, you know, and there's no jealousy or, yeah, no. and which is which is why I think we like all this sort of stuff, don't we? In fact, I don't know if you know Jeff, but I um, I've lent the fiddle out to somebody this weekend. Have you? Oh, I can see he's really passionate about music. Oh, nice. And I hope. I mean, and then that's what I did with Lee stuff. I lent Lee me banjo, and he, he and I'm, I, when and I've lent a few instruments out because I, I, I love them to be in people's hands. So it, it, if that's the barrier to them being able to start. Mm. I'd rather un- un- unlock that barrier, you know what I mean? Um, so I've lent a fiddle to somebody, and if I, I can't imagine anything but give me more pleasure. If that person didn't come back in the future, sometime in the future, and say, "Oh, this is where," and uh, that, that you know plays me a tune or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, and which happened with Lee actually. Um, and I'm really, it just gives me so much pleasure. I just love sharing, sharing uh, with with the music and that. I, I I don't have loads of knowledge. I've got loads of experience, but I'll share what I do know. I'll, yeah. What I do know, I please, you know, if if somebody says, "Oh, John, I, I'll, I'll I'll share anything I know," and 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 it, nothing gives me more pleasure than getting somebody looking at you, and you can tell when they look at you that they are genuinely engaged and they really want to know, and that's why I lent the fiddle out to yeah. to, to a mutual friend. I mean, well, it was uh, your encouragement. At, at, I think this first. Spoon Fest I went to right. when was it? You, yeah. you came yeah I think somehow we talked about banjo playing right okay and I'd hit a definite plateau right and you were like okay. well yeah. try this yeah, well, it's, well, like, it's, it's, claw hammer. it's quite dangerous if I know that you've got an and, and you might have experienced but I'll start but what tunes are you learning yeah. Is it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I'll learn that as well on the fiddle so we can play I, I can be a bit you know overbearing if I'm not careful but I just I, you know yeah. I, I, I love encouraging people to, 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 to do things like that and you know, because because craft and, and and music aren't my living or anything, uh, I, I I would consider myself an encourager. I, I hopefully anyway, and it's and, you know, I, like I say, I, I tried to walk the tightrope between being a pain in the ass, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, jumping on people. Come on, Jeff, you know, I know you can. And you know, this is a guy who's retired, who's, who's really time rich, who's telling people who've got like you know. <laughs> 
12 hour day shifts they were, and then they, then they just want to go to bed. Guy, it's only 10 minutes a day. If you do 10 minutes a day, you, you'll get there. You know, I, I can't, you know, I've got to be a bit careful, but no, I love it, mate. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What a lovely man. Thank you, John, so much uh, for making the time to chat. Um, I'm so inspired. I've been playing loads of music again recently, uh, having listened back to this conversation. It's really, really lovely. Um, Thank you. Um, Big thanks also to everyone at Brookhouse Woods uh, for both organising the bowl gathering, which was, as usual, uh, a highlight of my year. Uh, but also for letting us record in one of their beautiful cabins. We were in the Journeyman cabin, uh, which lots of my friends actually worked on. Um, so it was really, really lovely to, to sit in there and see all of their beautiful work. It's a, a stunning woodland getaway, and I'll put links to both the cabins and all of the great courses available at Brookhouse Woods in the show notes. Also in the show notes, there are links to all of the craftspeople who got a mention. Um, yeah plow into those uh links also to green woodworking events that were mentioned uh bodgers ball spoonfest spoontown bowl gathering i'll also put a link to the spoon hoolie which is the, the scottish one also uh links to books uh, that were mentioned the swedish carving techniques which was for a long time the the kind of bible of of green woodworking um, and the Brain Joe book, which is about the science of learning. Um, so if you want to delve deeper, then make sure to check out those links. On the subject of books, uh, I have gone back through all of the episodes so that now anytime you click on a link, it'll go to, if possible, the Hive website. Uh, Hive is a bookshop in the UK. Uh, they send a percentage of any uh, sales to an actual independent bookstore on the high street so if you can't go to a the real independent shop uh, i think hive is a good alternative i would say that obviously go for secondhand books first uh, in the instances when that might not be possible or suitable then i think hive is the best option also now if you click on the the links to hive from the website or the show notes then uh, I will get a little tiny kickback if you buy something. So you can support the podcast by just getting a nice thing. 
What else? Oh yeah, a reminder that if you want more John Mulaney, there is a bonus 20 minutes or so where he discusses his future development and aspirations. So if you want that, then head to patreon.com forward slash building sustainability. Again, link in the show notes. And finally, if you have enjoyed this conversation um, and you've listened right the way to the end, as you clearly have, can you please take a second just to share it so that more people might get to hear it? I'm really trying to cut down on my social media time. And one of the things that's going to drop off is being able to promote the podcast. So, yeah, anything you can do would be greatly appreciated. That's it. Thank you so much. Uh, Until next time. Bye bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.